Press Secretary Jen Psaki has COVID, she announced. COVID-19, she has contracted it. If only the press secretary, the same woman, by the way, in case you are unfamiliar with her, she's the woman who wore the hammer and sickle hat in Russia. The hat of communism. The woman who now represents uh, as the spokesperson of the Biden administration. Yeah, her. You remember. Good old Jen Psaki. She has COVID-19. And far be it from me, by the way, to make fun to mock anybody who is ill in any way. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't dare do it. I, I sincerely hope that she recovers quickly, that this is a mild case of COVID-19. But what I will say is if only she'd been vaccinated, if only she had done her duty and gotten those jabs, she could have prevented herself from getting COVID-19. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, she did get the vaccine. She did actually get the jabs and was self-righteous about it. And virtue signaling uh, is her game, essentially. She was. Remember, Jen Psaki is in charge of communications for the Biden administration to the press. These are the people that demonized and vilified and pretended that you, 80 million Americans who have, 80 million Americans who have chosen not to get the COVID-19 vaccine were dirty and infecting our country and responsible for this new wave of this epidemic. Remember when Biden scolded and chided and essentially yelled at those people who declined the COVID-19 vaccine? Saki defended him the next day. But it turns out, I mean, who has COVID? I don't have COVID. John Saki has COVID-19. Like I said, if only that vaccine had worked. And oh, we're going to get to more of that in just a second. Uh, but first, we are here at the National Conservatism Conference in Orlando, Florida. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. We're going to get to more um, stories related to Jen Psaki suffering from COVID-19. Again, I sincerely hope that she recovers quickly. I hope that she doesn't pass it to any of her family members. I hope it is a mild case of COVID-19. Um, she did have the vax. She's still sick. Yes, there's a tremendous amount of irony in that. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, I want to talk to you about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Who doesn't love that? Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine, a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine. It's convenient. It's discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape. Please throw out, for the love of God, throw out your dip, the most disgusting of all, and get some Lucy nicotine gum and lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple. You don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Liz Wheeler Show listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Liz to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code Liz at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code Liz for our very special offer. So on my way down to Orlando, Florida for NatCon, the National Conservative Conference, which is where I am right now, obviously, we are filming on the road here. Lots of fun, lots of adventure. Um, I, I talked earlier in the week about the travel nightmare that not just I, but um, many people, I think 15 speakers at this conference have been delayed or had their flights canceled due to 
just these tremendous weather events that are so intelligent that they know how to throw bolts of lightning at just specific airlines, specific airlines that are enforcing a vaccine mandate on their employees. So bam, this lightning bolt, this weather event has struck American Airlines. And bam, this thundercloud has gotten in the way of takeoff for Southwest. It's simply tremendously remarkable how Delta hasn't been affected by this, how these weather events know exactly which airlines to target, and that everybody in the country, every airline, I should say, in the country isn't being impacted by these weather events. It's it's so amazing, the intelligence of uh, our climate, the, the meteorology aspect, or the intelligence of meteorology, I guess, to know which airlines to attack. So as I'm traveling down here um, during this, I bring my baby, by the way, with me wherever I travel. She, she's my little travel buddy. She comes with me on these, on these trips. And I'm, I, I sit in an aisle seat because I have to get up with her and we have to walk the aisle. And the woman who sat next to me on one of my flights here was, I, I'm not sure exactly how old she was, maybe 60 years old. Um, she was telling me that she was coming to Orlando, Florida. She was going on a trip with her sisters, which I, I, I find to be very relatable because I have about a billion sisters. I have three sisters. And we like to converge from all corners of the country too and do sister, we call them sistercations, which are obviously sister vacations. Well, she told me that she and her sister were traveling to Florida, but she has uh, she has another sister. There are three of them. And that, that sister wasn't, wasn't, wasn't able to join them because she had just contracted COVID-19. So I responded to her and I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope that she recovers quickly. Is she very sick? And this woman says, no, no, she's not very sick. If she didn't have the headache, she wouldn't even realize that she was sick at all. And I said, oh, well, that's great. I'm sincerely happy to hear that. And then she gets this very conspiratorial tone to me and she goes, yes, do you want to know where she got it? And in cases like this, when you're obviously talking to someone who might be a nut, I like to pretend that I am Jim Halpert from The Office when Dwight proposes one of his crazy ideas. And I like to say, oh, absolutely, tell me where where she got this COVID. So apparently her sister's daughter-in-law had um, had a baby shower that weekend and the daughter-in-law's mother had COVID and exposed everyone to the virus. And that's that's the origin of how their family caught COVID. And the woman was at pains to tell me this. I'd never met her before in my life. Didn't even know her name. Still don't know her name. Um, she was at pains to tell me this because the daughter-in-law's mother, who had been, you know, patient zero for their family, was unvaccinated. She was unvaccinated. And um, my response is so... I mean, your sister was still vaccinated, but she got it. But I didn't say that because who wants to have that kind of uncomfortable plane ride? But this is the thing. This woman was acting like the unvaccinated woman that had transmitted, the unvaccinated mother of her daughter-in-law that had transmitted COVID to their family was, you know, some sort of dirty character in their family tree that had simply ruined their sistercation. And I would just like to say, and I didn't say this, I bit my tongue because I didn't want to make everyone on the plane uncomfortable. Um... But the, the vaccine at this point, I mean, I think we can all agree that the science says that this vaccine is more or less a fraud. It is a fraud. And I, I the reason that I, I'm saying this so clearly, the vaccine is a fraud, is because I'm so tired of conservatives saying, taking this anti, this soft anti-mandate stance without wanting to comment on the efficacy of the vaccine at all. And here's what I mean. You'll hear conservatives say, oh, I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. My spouse is fully vaccinated. My parents are fully vaccinated. My adult children are fully vaccinated but I don't think you should be forced to be vaccinated if you want. And I just think that is the biggest cop-out in the world. There's still virtue signaling. I don't care about your medical decisions. I don't care if you got the vaccine. I don't care if you didn't get the vaccine. I simply don't care what decision you made, but it's virtue signaling to always caveat your anti-vaccine mandate position by informing the world first 
that you actually have chosen to get vaccinated. I cannot stand this, cannot stand this. It's virtue signaling. And my question to these people are, what are you signaling? What are you signaling here? Because to me, when I hear this, are you signaling that you're docile? Are you signaling that you're obedient to the government? Are you signaling that you have not read the scientific studies? Are you signaling that you are not um, that you are not cognizant of the risk analysis that you need to perform about whether you are at high risk of fatality from COVID-19 versus whether you are at risk of having side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine, which we don't know about the long-term effects? What exactly are you signaling to me if you announce to me that you're vaccinated? Because here's the thing, and this is what I would have told the woman sitting next to me in the air, in the uh, airplane if I had actually wanted to have a debate, which I didn't because I was going to be on the plane with her for about six hours. Um, and like I said, that would have been really uncomfortable. Is a recent study shows that people who have been vaccinated for COVID-19 transmit COVID-19 at the same rate as those who are unvaccinated. Yes, period. That's it. People who have received the COVID vax still transmit COVID-19. And not only do they still transmit it, they transmit it at the same rate. The COVID-19 vax is a fraud. Uh, and I know, I know, I know what detractors are going to say. And this is people on the right and the left. They're going to say, well, it might not stop transmission, but it prevents hospitalizations and it prevents, you know, more severe disease. It prevents fatalities. And it seems like it did do that to a certain extent. No one's arguing that for the alpha variant, which was the original variant. Is that true of the Delta variant? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But first of all, we have to talk about the transmission aspect. Because remember, remember the vast majority of people are not at high risk from COVID fatality. The vast majority of people, actually, their risk of fatality from COVID-19 is more similar to your fatality risk just of the seasonal flu. It's actually just the elderly, the obese, and people with severe immunocompromised issues comorbidities that are at a significantly higher risk of fatality of COVID-19. Most people aren't at risk. And so we were told, those of us at low risk, we were told that we should still get vaccinated, even though if we get COVID, we're probably not going to have to go to the hospital. We're probably not going to die of it. We were told that it's not about us. This vaccine is not about protecting ourselves. It's about protecting others. Because if we can prevent the contraction of COVID-19 and the transmission of COVID-19, then people who are at high risk won't catch it and won't die. And so we can't let these people who are pro-vaccine mandate, who are ignoring the science on the vaccine, tell us that the vaccine is still effective. The vaccine still works. The vaccine is still doing what it's supposed to do because it's preventing fatalities and it's preventing hospitalizations. We cannot let them brush transmission under the rug because the reason the vast majority, I'm talking about probably 99% of people in our country, the reason the vast majority of people in our country are under mandate required by their employers who are being coerced by the federal government to implement and enforce these vaccine mandates, the reason for that is based on a scientific lie. It's based on a falsehood. It's anti-science. This is the study. This is the study that was conducted. It was a year-long study of 621 people in the UK um, who had mild COVID-19. Scientists found that their peak viral load was similar regardless of vaccination status. This was the, this was the um, paper. It was published in The Lancet, which is a highly respected medical journal, or at least it was before COVID. Uh, the Lancet Infectious Diseases Medical Journal. 25% of vaccinated household contacts still contracted the disease from an index case, while 38% of those who hadn't had shots became infected. So what does that say? Like, Is that like 12%? 
It prevents against 12% of transmission from this. Is, and this, by the way, there's two types of transmission. There's contracting COVID and then there's passing it along. So the passing it along part, it seems that they pass it along at a similar rate and maybe they contracted it give or take 10% less. This is an art. And, and the argument, so when you get a scientific study like this, you say, okay, well, this should adjust, obviously, how we think about this vaccine. It should adjust personal decisions, sure, but it certainly should adjust, adjust public policy. Here's the argument that we're hearing now from politicians and public health officials. This is an argument for more people to get vaccinated. Why? How is this an argument for more people to get vaccinated? How on earth can you possibly connect that logically? Well, you can't because it's illogical. It's illogical because the science shows, the study shows that even if you've been vaccinated, you contract COVID and you transmit COVID at a similar rate to those who have not been vaccinated. So there is no earthly argument that I can possibly fathom why you would get this vaccine if you are low risk or why government should mandate that you get this vaccine if you are low risk. And by the way, this is perhaps um, the most interesting tidbit. This particular study, guess who is part of the analysis team for this study to draw these public policy conclusions from the study itself? Those being two different things, the science and then what we draw from it and how we apply it to public policy. Neil Ferguson, that's right. The same Neil Ferguson who was part of Imperial College London who constructed, he created the original prediction model that wildly overpredicted the fatality rate of COVID-19, predicted this, this immense death toll that would sweep Western nations, leaving dead people strewn in its path. This Neil Ferguson is the one who has somehow taken this scientific study and translated it to public policy that not only doesn't match the science, but absolutely contradicts it. So again, you can't make this stuff up. You absolutely can't make this stuff up. And the, the effectiveness of the vaccine as it relates to severe cases and hospitalizations, I want to talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and your family's security online, right? But I recently learned that you can also use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available or supposedly in other countries. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, you change your location to the UK or any other country that you choose, refresh your streaming service, say Netflix or Hulu, and that's it. That's all there is to it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. So you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Use ExpressVPN to access any of these. It's, it's not just Netflix, by the way. It's Hulu. It's BBC iPlayer. Um, it's, it's all of these different YouTube, you name it, all these different streaming services. ExpressVPN is the best because they are ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering. There's never any lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs. You can watch wherever you want, on the go, at your house, wherever. If you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Liz, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, watch what you want, protect yourself and your family online, expressvpn.com slash Liz. You'll be glad you did. So the argument that every single person should be vaccinated and this argument, by the way, isn't just a personal argument. It's not just encouraging people to make this personal choice. This is obviously the public policy mandating that every single person get the COVID-19 vaccine, regardless of your personal risk factors, regardless of whether you're high risk or low risk. Um, this mandate, this public policy has been completely undermined by science, science showing that if you are 
uh, vaccinated against COVID-19, not only can you contract COVID, but you also transmit COVID, which means that the argument that you should get it if you are, that you should get the vaccine if you're low risk to protect other people is completely moot because you're not protecting them because you can still contract it and transmit it. So I would, I would love to hear those who are enacting these mandates, imposing them, costing people jobs, costing people their livelihoods, infringing on their liberties, violating, abjectly violating people's religious objections to this vaccine, which, yes, was tested on aborted fetal cell lines. I would love to hear the argument from public policy makers, whether these are public health officials like Dr. Fauci, whether these are governors like Newsom, whether, yes, these are the Biden administration issuing what's obviously an unconstitutional mandate from OSHA forcing private industry to act as the enforcers. It's like Biden's the mafia, forcing private industry to act as the enforcer of this mandate to force their employees to get vaccinated or otherwise be terminated from their positions. There's simply no argument to be made anymore. There's no argument. This vaccine in that sense is an absolute fraud and conservatives simply don't have the guts to say so because they don't want to be accused of being unscientific. They don't want to be accused of being anti-vaxxers so they virtue signal and I absolutely cannot stand it. There's a new study from Sweden that even shows that the efficacy of the vaccine against contracting the infection. Remember, we just talked about the study about how if you contract it, how you transmit it. There's a new study out of Sweden that shows that the effectiveness of the vaccine against even contracting COVID-19 um, it, it basically drops to nothing after a very short amount of time. So this study from Sweden um, it's also, it's a preprint, actually. I should be very clear about that. It's a preprint, which means it has not yet been peer-reviewed. It was published in The Lancet as well. Finds that the Pfizer vaccine, the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine, um, which is 92%, according, this is according to the study, is at 92% efficacy from days, two weeks after the vaccine or the second dose of the vaccine. So day 15 through day 30. It wanes from 92% effectiveness all the way down to 47% effectiveness at just three months, which is day 121 through 180. And then from day 211, that's what, seven months, I think? Do the math, seven months. After seven months, there is, quote, no effectiveness that can be detected. That is according to the scientific study. So four months after you receive this vaccine, and by the way, four months isn't even the totality. It's not an accurate portrayal of the time because the first two weeks, you are just receiving the vaccine. So from the first day that you receive the first dose up until the fourth month, it drops to only 50% efficacy. And then at the seven months, there is no effectiveness that can be detected. Again, what argument from public health officials and politicians imposing these mandates can possibly be made in the face of this science? I actually don't understand, aside from, I guess, ascribing it to corruption, why you would lie about this. Why don't you just improve the vaccine if you want it to be effective? Why are you lying about this? If you believe that the vaccine is the only answer to stop COVID-19, if you believe that COVID-19 is such a threat to our nation that you have to infringe on our way of life, destroy our economy, violate religious liberty, why don't you improve the effectiveness of the vaccine? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the people in charge of these mandates don't believe what they're peddling. The Nancy Pelosi's walking out of the hair salon without her mask. The mayor of San Francisco partying at a club without a mask. The DC mayor, Bowser, going to a wedding without a mask as her city is under mask mandate. Joe Biden walking out of a restaurant without a mask and then excusing himself through his press secretary by saying, well, we, we all have moments that we don't don our masks as quickly as we ought. 
as if that's, a, oh, ha, 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 Biden's so relatable, just like you and me, he makes errors. No, these people don't believe what they're imposing on you and me. They don't believe this is an emergency. They don't believe this paranoia and hysteria that they've been instilling in our country. The only reason they're doing it is because a frightened citizenry is a compliant citizenry. They are using this emergency as justification to take away our rights. And that is why when science emerges, they ignore it. They push it under the rug. They try to discredit it. Their public policy contradicts it. In fact, in fact, there's a new study that shows that the COVID-19 vaccine can actually exacerbate the symptoms of COVID for those who had the vaccine and lo and behold, still contracted COVID-19 with a breakthrough case. It can exacerbate the symptoms. So your case of COVID, if you catch this virus after you've been vaccinated, can actually be worse if you've had the vaccine. This is not my opinion. This is not my opinion. I know nothing about this kind of science, but I can read. I have critical thinking skills. I'm an intelligent person. I can parse and analyze a scientific study and determine truth from untruth. This is what the study says. The risk is sufficiently obscured. The risk of the vaccine, by the way, the risk of the vaccine is sufficiently obscured in clinical trial protocols and consent form and consent forms for ongoing COVID-19 vaccine trials that adequate patient comprehension of this risk that it can exacerbate, that you can have side effects, is unlikely to occur, obviating truly informed consent by subjects in these trials. COVID-19 vaccines designed to elicit neutralizing antibodies may sensitize vaccine recipients to more to severe disease than if they were not vaccinated. That is what is hidden from these vaccine trial participants. So truly informed consent by subjects of these trials cannot happen according to these studies because the fact that vaccine, that these vaccines, the fact that they can elicit a more serious disease if you contract the virus after you've been vaccinated, they're not told. So they don't know that getting the vaccine can actually make the disease worse when they get it. It's hard to imagine that we've gotten to a point in our country where this is happening, where this is what the left tells us is reality where the left who has always claimed, the Democrats have always claimed to be the party of science, that they have stooped to the level of actually propagating anti-science. Anti-science that they are trying to force you, force into you. It's even worse than forcing behavior or prohibiting behavior. They're trying to force it into your body by mandate, threatening your livelihood in the name of anti-science. And by the way, Speaking of natural immunity, speaking of people who contract COVID-19 and are therefore protected against it, we know, by the way, this is, not, this is not a new study that shows that natural immunity is what, between 13 and 27 times stronger, more robust, longer lasting than artificially induced immunity from the COVID-19 vaccine. We know this for a fact now. Yet none of these mandates that are trying to force you to get this COVID-19 immunization have an exception or an exemption or a carve out for those who have had COVID, who have natural immunity, who have more robust and longer lasting immunity than vaccine immunity can give them. And so, and this is, this is where we are, by the way, in the country that Bill Maher, of all people, is one of the most sensible people when it comes to COVID-19 right now. He is one of the voices of reason when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. 
he challenged Senator, a Democratic senator, Chris Coons, about people with natural immunity as it comes, when it comes to vaccine mandates. And this is, this is, this is how the conversation unfolded. Take a listen for yourself. World, we're ready to be done with this, but we're not done until the world is safe and we're not safe as except, a world until the world's vaccinated. Except the, <clears throat> the world recognizes natural immunity. We don't because everything in this country has to go through the pharmaceutical companies. Natural immunity is the best kind of immunity. We shouldn't fire people who have natural immunity because they don't get the vaccine. We should hire them. Yes? If someone <laughs> tests as having antibodies. Well, sure. okay, but, but. If someone tests as having antibodies, says the Democratic senator, then sure, this is very slippery, slimy, smarmy language that the senator is using here. First of all, he was trapped, kudos to Bill Maher. Again, who would have thought that the most reasonable man um, or the most the voice of reason for this debate in the public sphere would be Bill Maher, of all people, Bill Maher. Again, I'm, I'm, I know that's a backhanded compliment, and it is a backhanded compliment because I don't agree with Bill Maher on the vast, vast, vast majority of things. And the fact that he's the voice of reason on this, yes, it is surprising. It is surprising that he is the thought leader in this area. And I want to give him credit where it's due, yes. But I also acknowledge that, yeah, this is kind of a backhanded compliment because I don't normally expect to agree with Bill Maher or for him to be the logical one in the room in many of these conversations. But Chris Coons is actually playing a slippery game with this rhetoric. If someone tests as having antibodies, sure. Oh, wait a second. Wait just a second there, Senator. Hold on there, buddy. If someone tests as having antibodies, what is wrong with this statement? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. The science, Chris Coons is ignoring the science. What does the science say? The science says that your body creates antibodies and they last in your body for sometimes a very short amount of time, but that is not the totality of your body's immune response. No, no. The totality of your body's immune response, actually a stronger immune response than antibodies is T-cell immunities, where you get this immunity encoded into your body and antibodies that are floating around your body are not necessary once you have T-cell immunity. So your body transitions, a healthy immune system transitions from antibodies to T-cell immunity. And once it has transitioned to T-cell immunity, you are still immune, but the antibodies disappear. So antibodies are not even the best marker of immunity here, but Chris Coons knows that even if you had COVID, your antibodies generally will disappear in a matter of months. It doesn't mean your immunity disappears, but your antibodies disappear. So he wants a situation because he was backed into a corner. Obviously, the science was staring him in the face and Bill Maher was challenging him and cornered him. Again, good job. He wants someone to have to prove that they were immune by a with a test that only shows the very beginning of your immune system, what happens immediately following infection. So if you had COVID a year ago, and you didn't have an antibody test, or you can't currently prove that you have antibodies in your body because they've already been encoded into T-cell immunity, oh, then I guess by his standards, you wouldn't be exempt from the vaccine mandates. So once again, the Democrats are ignoring the science of the thing. The science of the thing. It's, it's actually not even rocket science. Any one of us, we don't have to be immunologists. We don't have to be epidemiologists. We don't have to be any kind of infectious disease experts to learn and to understand the science here. The science shows the difference between antibody immunity and T-cell immunity. And we all know that at this point. And they're ignoring the science in the interest of their own political agenda. And it gets so much, so much worse than this because it's bad enough that these Democrats want to impose their experiments. That's what it is. Their experiments on American adults, but they are now expanding this to our children. 
God forbid, our sweet, innocent, precious, healthy little children. We're going to talk about that in a second, but first I want to talk to you about Moinkbox. Do you hear this sound? If you could see and taste this bacon from moinkbox.com, you would order it right now. But for now, let me tell you about it. It's delicious. And I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, you've got to get moinkbox.com. Now, you know I'm vegan. You know I don't eat this, but my husband does. So I asked my husband, who is basically Ron Swanson, for an endorsement. Does he like this? Does he not like this? I cooked him the salmon that came in the box. I cooked, uh, my mother-in-law actually cooked a casserole with a sausage that came in this. We tried this out and his endorsement is meat, period. That means good. Meat, Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door. This helps family farms, by the way, become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Who doesn't love that? Their animals are raised outdoors. Their fish swim in the ocean. And it contains none of the junk that you will find prepackaged in the meat aisle. Sign up at moinkbox.com Liz to get a year of this bacon for free. And then pick which meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get one... Every each month, cancel anytime. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash Liz right now and listeners to the show get free bacon for a year. That's moinkbox, spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Liz, moinkbox.com slash Liz. It's bad enough that American adults are the subjects, the guinea pigs or um, of this experiment. Maybe the beagles of Fauci's vaccine experiment, if you will allow me that uh, joke in this otherwise serious subject matter here. It's bad enough that American adults are the subjects of this experiment, but what's worse, the left is now coming for our kids. This is going to, mark my words here, this is going to galvanize even those on the left or those on the right perhaps who were pro-vaccine mandate or sympathetic to vaccine mandates or unwilling to talk about it. Oh, you come for our kids? Man, that is a whole different ballgame. A whole different ballgame. Hands off our precious little babies. Stay back. Mama Bear has been activated here. The FDA has approved or conditionally approved a panel at the FDA. The COVID vax uh, for children between the ages of 5 to 11. This is emergency authorization use only, which is ridiculous for 5 to 11-year-olds because they are not at high risk of COVID-19. That's literally all there should be, all that should be considered in this particular um, instance, they approved this under emergency use authorization while admitting that they don't actually know if this vaccine is safe for children. And this is not something I inferred. This is their own voices. This is their own words. They themselves on camera admitting this. Take a listen. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Um, that's just the way it goes. So really important points worth noting about this video, that exact same man who uttered those words, they don't know if it's safe. We won't know if it's safe until we try it. He then voted in favor of it, to approve it. How could you possibly do that? What is wrong with you? What happened to you that you crave power to such an extreme that you would put our tiny little children at risk while admitting that you don't know if it's safe for them? Make no mistake, this kind of authorization, even under emergency youth use authorization, this will play into vaccine mandates. This is not just a matter of giving the parents the choice whether they want to inject this into their child not knowing whether it's safe. No, no. This is leading, this is paving the way for governors like Gavin Newsom to mandate, require this vaccine for children if they want to go to school, public or private and they don't even know if it's safe. I will never in a million, billion, trillion years 
give this to my daughter. And I know my daughter is nine months old and this is only conditionally approved under emergency use authorization for five-year-olds. Make no mistake, they will be coming for the babies next. This will be approved regardless of safety for babies next. It will be part of the CDC vaccination schedule before we know it. It's going to happen in the blink of an eye. I will never in a million, billion, trillion years give this to my daughter because I respect my daughter and I love my daughter and I will protect my daughter. I am her advocate. She will never get this vaccine as a child. She will never get this vaccine until or if she so chooses as an adult because they admit this is not safe. Why on earth would any parent and my fellow parents galvanize behind this? Why on earth would any parent trust the FDA with their five-year-old child when the FDA literally bought and sold, they trafficked in the aborted baby body parts of preborn children up to five months gestation. If you are so ghoulish, so demonic, that you would actually purchase the body parts of aborted babies, five months gestation, that's viability, fully formed little boys and girls, why would I give you even an ounce of credibility to tell me what's safe for my five-year-old child? You deserve nothing. You shouldn't be listened to at all. You should be rejected. You should be removed from your position. This is not funny anymore. This is not merely a political argument anymore. This is politicians with an immense amount of power and bureaucrats unaccountable to the American voter trying to tell you what to do with your baby, with your child, and admitting that it's not safe. You don't know what effect it'll have on your little girl or your little boy when they grow up. What the long-term effects, we don't know. But they want you to give it to your child anyway. It's so horrendous, so awful. And yet conservatives, sure, they speak out against vaccine mandates, but they don't want to speak out against the vax because they're afraid of being labeled as anti-vax. They're afraid of um, losing their status, losing their, their ability to virtue signaling. And it is time that conservatives began to speak out in favor of the science here. This impacts every aspect of our lives. Did you know that right now, the fire department in New York has had to close 26 firehouses because the vaccine mandate imposed by Mayor Bill de Blasio has caused people, firefighters, to walk away from their jobs because they don't want to be forced to inject themselves when they've chosen for whatever reason, and we should respect their right to make that decision, they've chosen not to take this vaccine. 4,000 firefighters in New York are currently unvaccinated and 26 firehouses have closed. This is, make no mistake, Bill de Blasio's fault. This will endanger the people of New York City and it's Bill de Blasio's fault. And he claims, he has the audacity to claim that this mandate saves lives. Well, what about the lives of the people who won't be able to call emergency services, who won't have the fire depart department respond to them because Mayor de Blasio forced them out of their jobs. Firehouses closed, more than two dozen of them. It's not just the fire department. The NYPD, they have, by the way, 84% of New York Police Department is vaccinated. Um, de Blasio has refused to extend the vaccine mandate deadline. Thousands, 
six and a half thousand, 6,500 police officers are set to lose their jobs. What does this mean for the people of New York City? It means danger. It means fewer crimes are stopped. It means more people are victimized because criminals are emboldened because they know there's no police on the streets. And Mayor de Blasio says that this vaccine mandate saves lives. It's in the interest of people's lives and their livelihoods. It's exactly the opposite. It's not just safety, it's sanitation. Right now, I think it's 77%. Yes, 77% of the sanitation department in New York City is vaccinated. Well, what about the rest? What about the other 23%? Trash piles, garbage is piling up on the streets of New York City because so many people have been forced out of their jobs in the sanitation department by Mayor Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandate. This is disrupting our entire society. And it's unscientific. It's not only a gross overreach of power, authoritarian to try to dictate and impose this mandate, the vaccine itself doesn't stop, the, doesn't stop people from contracting COVID. It doesn't stop them from transmitting COVID. So there's literally no reason to try to force people, especially low-risk people, to get this vaccine unless your only agenda is power for yourself. That is what we're seeing from the politicians across the nation. And if no conservative or few conservatives in positions of power are willing to say this, then I will. Please, as always, join us on locals at lizwheelershow.com slash locals, a censorship-free community where we can talk about these things without fear of being canceled and demonetized and deplatformed and ostracized. lizwheelershow.com slash locals. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. The Liz Wheeler Show is produced by Jonathan Hay. Executive producer, Chad Abbott. Director of photography, Kevin McRoberts. Editor, Alejandro Figuerilla. Assistant editor, Michael Wall. Sound mixer, Robin Fenderson. Post-production manager, Victoria Metzl. Director of marketing, Emily Washler. Production and talent coordinator, Matt Toffler. And senior publicist, Patricia Jackson. This has been a Soundfront production.